Recorded live from the dungeon, this is the Dream Warrior Review, and I'm Kurt Thomas. And coming at you live from the hills of Tennessee, straight from his Tennessee Hyundai, I'm Mick Strong. <laughs> Mick Strong. Mick, Kurt. Hey, guys. Good morning. Uh, wow. So, d- was it a truce or... or uh, uh, victory by one side, or what the hell happened? I have no idea. I literally, after this helicopter was circling this parking lot, and then these SUV cops started pulling up and coming around with their lights on. I have no idea what was going on. Um, <laughs> so I had no idea, but it just kept going and going. And so I, I feel really bad, but thank you guys for, you know, rescheduling. <laughs> and <laughs> no, no problem. I think you need better neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, it's I'm. That's the thing is I'm out of town in Ohio where I'm from, and at, staying at a hotel. So, but the the lobby of the hotel, and I had people up. My family was visiting in the room upstairs, and then the lobby was bustling, and then outside was where the helicopters. Were. So I was just like, I have nowhere. To <laughs> yeah, fly. N- nowhere to go. <laughs> nowhere to go. That was. Gotcha. The, that's why I was like, oh my gosh. But now it should be nice and quiet. There's a truce. There's, <laughs> there's a, there you go. All right. Well, well, welcome back. <laughs> yeah, and you know, if you guys want to start from the start, I'm fine with that too. Whatever you think is best, however you want to cut it together. I know oh, we're just about to talk about critters, but, um, but a, a little bit of chaos is uh, is appreciated. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, right. it's true. It feels honest. It feels real. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we talked a lot about. Uh, I mean, obviously, we talked about Thanks Killing, and we were, we were getting into, we we're just getting into critters. And I was, I was anxious to hear that. You know, Mick, being the amazing production designer he is, I, I had to say that he paid me to. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, you'd probably want to talk to him about that I because you, you obviously were a fan of critters and uh, huge you know, fan. Yeah. yeah, and we both appreciate your short film, so I, I think that's kind of where we should pick up. Let's start you know, there. It, it's really funny because I wanted to tie. <laughs> I've been thinking about this all morning. I wanted to tie this together with a story from the making of the town of critters oh i would love to hear it story time story time with story time with mick 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 okay on critters 2 what we had to do is uh we we had a town in the midwest that that literally we had rented the whole town because the, the it was just totally required for the script that we have an entire town. Right. And and it, we couldn't put it together with around LA and it was it, so finally we we had this town and um, all of a sudden in I think September uh, a freakish winter came down and it just dumped this town in snow. Okay, and and so complete, you know, the production design. So so literally, they were three weeks away. They were completely screwed, um, and I think that they actually got some an insurance uh, settlement, and okay. and they got a quarter. Like I think that we had a quarter of a million dollars to deal with the problem. Okay, and, and so our solution was 
uh, somewhere above L.A. Uh, in um, Saugus, uh, right? Saugus, yeah. And mm-hmm. Saugus is a is a uh, sort of right in between Canyon Country and Newhall, mm-hmm. and and it's uh, it's a hilly area, and it it was a really wet winter, and the hills had a lot of grass and stuff on them, mm-hmm. and there was an old abandoned school up there. And the abandoned school, what we did is in the parking lot of the abandoned school and the uh, the parking lot, we pulled out a fence uh, so that the parking lot and the asphalt for the, the uh, uh, all the basketball and stuff, that became our street. And what we huh. did was just, we just built these big block buildings in the middle, which which looked like a group of buildings, but were actually all uh, one building with a bunch of different facades around it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and then the back of the school, um, we used uh, the buildings in the back of the school, the classrooms, we made a facade of the bank with the bank and the uh, – oh, it had a bank and a bakery and it, and it had the uh, – the place, uh, the printing office that was oh yeah all the time, right? right. Okay, uh-huh. that was actually that was actually a classroom, and we okay. bulldozed out. We just built a wall in half of it, and our offices our offices were on the other half of that, and uh, <laughs> and and if you looked if you had ever stopped and looked the other way, you noticed we were always looking um, outside uh, onto the town. Right. right. Well, if you'd ever turned the camera around, uh, it would have been the uh, one of those uh, cl- classrooms from the 70s, you uh-huh. know, that has a slightly sloped roof and then it's all glass on one side. OK, that was the yeah. glass side. Right. OK, so we're <laughs> we're building and we're in the office right next to into that area and um then i had carpenters everywhere because because we only had like uh three weeks to do it and so buildings are going up left and right and 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 the office and we were building the church and we're doing left and right and and i'm in there with two other people in the office and my uh my lead carpenter walks in and all of a sudden uh, a tear gas grenade <laughs> breaks one of the little windows on the side and drops into the room <laughs> and starts spitting tear gas around. Wow. Okay. And I'm telling, I am telling you, it was like, like, like it had dropped from another planet. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like you're in Red Dawn or something. Like. Yeah. Like what the hell? <laughs> and, and all of a sudden, are like screaming at at and, and the uh, door. <laughs> I can hear somebody break into the door on the other side because that's inside of the, uh, you know, we had the bolt on the other side of the wall. Somebody had broken in and they're yelling at us to get down, but we're on the other side of the wall. (laughs) Okay. And it was like, what the is going on here? Yeah. And so we go running out, and we go running, you know, which is the back door. We go running out, and and we look around, and and suddenly these 
<laughs> these guys come running around the corner in full tactical gear. Okay. And they're like, uh, and all of a sudden they come around and they stop and they go, <laughs> and, and the guy takes his mask off and he goes, <laughs> we're going, what do you mean? What the hell are we doing here? Yeah, what are you, you just lobbed? You just lobbed a grenade in through our window. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out, and, and now I know a lot more about uh, about um, you know uh, what do they call that, that smoke, right? Uh-huh. Tear gas. I know a lot a lot more about tear gas than I ever wanted to know. Um, for, for one thing, uh, it really lingers, and. Wow. Uh, we uh, to clean it to clean the air just the air in that building you know took forever and what it was is they had let the uh, the LA um, uh, SWAT teams okay uh, came up to the school uh, like uh, and did their certification training okay <laughs> so so every year every year they came to this "Quote unquote abandoned school and and did their certification training. Only they approached it from the school side, so they had no idea we were there. <laughs> wow! And no one, just a, a blunder in communication, and just that's crazy. Can you imagine? Yeah. Oh wait, wait. You mean a a, a bureaucracy in the LA area that doesn't talk to each other? Yeah. Huh. Well, yeah. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. So, so, but, but we did have uh, three weeks to finish the town and uh, it was a ball busting. uh, We, we did have like a couple of great moments uh, in there Uh, The the town was literally being designed. It was crazy because uh, the production designer kind of like divorced himself from this. Uh, his name was Philip. Um, I can't think of his last name, but Philip was Philip Foreman. Right? Philip yeah. Foreman is a great guy. If you've ever gotten to meet him, um, I have not. No, I just know the name. Know the well, names because as a fan, <laughs> I, I keep trying to I keep trying to get him out to come out and 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 say things to people, but uh, he's kind of a, a recluse, and okay. uh, he's the nicest guy in the world though. But uh, he kind of. He and I sat in Venice in this little tiny studio, and 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 you have to if you've lived in Venice or if you've lived in LA for any period of time um, in the film business. When I say the size of a postage stamp, um, you know that it's actually true in Venice. Yeah. In Venice, yeah. I mean, <laughs> literally, I, I I remember that one of us would have to get up so that the other one could open the door to leave wow. to go to go to the bathroom. Right? So. <laughs> It was a. Uh, it was tiny, and uh, we spent uh, a week just drawing as fast as we possibly could, um, and uh, and then uh, he kind of went on with you know uh, the rest of the film, putting together the rest of the film and the set dressing and stuff like that, and and I went up and uh, put together the town and can continued designing it literally when I was as I was in the town and and it was um, uh, it was it was a lot of fun you know I mean uh, the the speed with but but we did have a very critters moment that 
that you being <laughs> you being a Critters fan will totally appreciate this. Okay. So, so we were on a hill, and it was very uh, green. Um, we're kind of at the crown of the hill, and uh, and on three sides around us is is just grass going off and looking out into uh, the Bokeh Canyon way below us, you know? Okay. And um, it was perfect for the film, just absolutely perfect, because uh, Bokeh Canyon had, was not very spread out at the time, and it, it, uh, and it was very green here. And so... Um, very bucolic, <laughs> but the thing, there was a, a hillside that they actually filmed uh, their very first critter ball. You know, when they all got together? Yeah, rolling okay. around, yeah. <laughs> rolling around, right? Okay, and then they roll through the streets and stuff. But what right. they decided was that they could use the hillside to test the critter ball. And the first, oh, God. yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> you, you, you can hear this one coming, can't you? Yes. Yeah. And so, uh, I think they were about, now two. I think two weeks from filming, uh, and uh, the Kyoto brothers come on to the set, <laughs> and um, and all their minions uh, had built a uh, a ball, and they had built the ball out of a, a aluminum frame, mm-hmm. and um, and they kind of bolted it together. And, and honestly, uh, all the guys that were building were kind of like going, huh, really? <laughs> I, you know, it's it's one of those things where, uh, and this is something that I've always noticed about uh, special effects people, is they're divided into the mechanical special effects and makeup special effects. And, and then there's the dickheads, but those are the guys that do optical stuff. Uh <laughs> But the makeup special effects people don't tend to, or at least that time, didn't tend to have a abilities in uh, uh, mechanical uh, uh-huh. stuff, right? You know, and so they had built this aluminum thing that was as rickety as you possibly could imagine, and <laughs> and they, and, but but and they kept going. Well, we're going to cover it with chicken wire, and we're like, yeah, yeah, chicken wire. Okay, got it. And then we're going to attach all the critters to it. It'll work perfectly. And we're like, uh huh. And so um, all the carpenters had to line up to see this thing do the rolling part. <laughs> okay. So they got up at the top of the hill, and they. Uh, Put put on all these you know critters that they were working on and stuff, and they attached uh, and uh, and so the carpenters watch as they push it down the hill. Now okay. the thing is is that it the hill was steep enough, and you know there was just wasn't an understanding of mechanics going here because this, the hill was plenty steep enough to be right out of their hands like immediately, right? Yeah, and and we watched the critter ball. Roll down the hill. Started. It started at about six, seven feet, something like that. Um, at the bottom of the hill, it was about the size of a beach ball, and <laughs> and we watched it roll down the hill, flinging critters off left and right. <laughs> <laughs> and so everybody got to got to go up and down the hill and 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 collect, uh, try and collect all of the critters back. <laughs> <laughs> and give them to them, <laughs> and then they took their beach ball uh, sized uh, uh, critter ball and and left. A- a- after um, 
after going over to our generator and uh, turning it to 220 and uh, frying all of our saws. And th- then they oh, left. Geez. It was like, yeah, okay. Thanks for coming by, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so that is a little-known critter story just for you, wow. my friend. <laughs> well, and that just goes to show, you know, like in the end, that is, that's probably what people remember that movie the most for is that the final critter ball gets on the cover. And right, so it, absolutely. Yeah. it just goes to show like sometimes that stuff is so clunky, but it does work in the end somehow when you well, splice it all together. And I, I think in the end, what, what you're actually seeing is uh, I think that they foamed over a, uh, they foamed over a, uh, a balloon. Okay. Uh, I have a, balloon or something weather, I think it was a weather balloon, okay. uh, which, uh, Probably should have been where they started from the beginning. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, yeah. I got to I got to say, I'll I'll tell you my little you know critter story too that directly ties into to your work on on the sequel because, um, as I said, I'm obsessed with those movies. The first two, especially, were you know the first movies I was telling you guys yesterday that I really started to kind of study. And, and become obsessed with the credits and what do the different jobs do and that town of Grover's Bend because I grew up on a farm in the countryside of Ohio that that looks a lot like or looked a lot like the farm from the first Critters film. Right, right. Um, and you don't see as much of Grover's Bend or it's kind of at night and, you know, you guys really, you know, blew it up for the sequel. Yeah. But <laughs> um, literally. But uh, yeah. in many the, ways, yes. So I was becoming then when the second one came out, which I probably watched more as a kid, just because it's a little bit more fun. It's during the day and all that. But it, I was obsessed with that town of Grover's Bend, and because and what threw me off is that title card at the end of the movie that says <laughs> the producers wish to thank the people of Grover's Bend, and there's that nice crane shot, and it shows your courtyard and, right? and everything there, <laughs> and. So at the time, my dad was 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 traveling for work a lot, too, and he would go to Kansas City a lot for work. And Grover's Bend in the story is supposed to be in Kansas. Right. So he would constantly be going on trips, and I would have him like, hey, ask around if anyone knows about Grover's Bend and where that is in Kansas, because I want to go on one of these trips with you yep. so that I can go to that town at some point. Because I and figured. You, it, and you know, what, you, what you're going to have to point out is this is pre-internet. Yeah, this is pre-internet, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yes. it was <laughs> good point. Maybe, well, actually, I think what might have actually made it slightly worse is it was like internet in its infancy. So I was able to look up just enough stuff on IMDb right. or something, <laughs> that, but no Google Maps, you know, no oh, actual right, right. Like, no, that, aerial right. photos or. Um, so, so he's looking all around, and he kept saying, like, we'd watch the movie, and I'd look for clues or you know things in the background. And he kept saying, he's like, you know, Kansas is really flat. Like, there's not yeah, this. Our, this the hills come from? <laughs> this, where are these hills in the background here that feel? But like you're saying, Mick, like it was really green. It didn't feel like the hills of of that part of right. California that right. are dead and dry normally. Right. So it really sells as this weird, bizarro Midwest kind of in the background. And so he looked and looked and looked and never could find anything. And then another thing that would kind of like throw me off that we kept I couldn't tell. So that's that just, you know, hats off to you. I couldn't tell what was was built, if it was a real town or if it was a fake town. But I do remember the hungry heifer. 
And the church, you could kind of see, even at my like 10 year old self, I could kind of tell that there was fresh soil around the base of the hungry heifer. And I was like, well, maybe they built that and they're kind of covering up the frame. Or right. So I was literally studying like one of the first bits of filmmaking I probably studied was literally your work on that That's town. Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I remember the hung, the hungry heifer. Uh, and by the way, the hungry heifer, <laughs> the name, the hungry heifer changed uh, like it was totally. Oh, really? <laughs> it, it, it changed all the time as we were doing it. This was a very um, uh, products. Uh, uh, how, how do I say this? You know, we had to clear a name every okay. time, right? Right. Uh, so right. there was there was literally a, a company in town that their job as lawyers was to go out and search and find if the name of something was, mm. you know, popular enough so that you didn't want to risk a uh, lawsuit. Right. Okay. For defamation, and. Uh, and so I cannot tell you um, how many different uh, – because I think at one point we actually put the name in Sacred Cow. Yeah. <laughs> but we had so many stupid names and we kept putting and, – and the thing that surprised us was how many really stupid names – there were like three or four – chain restaurants in the midwest <laughs> going oh Are sure kidding me? the crazy cow and the, oh, just the cra- anything oh, that sounded yeah, the, you know the crazy cow <laughs> came and went immediately i mean it, yeah and then finally the hungry heifer and the thing that bothered me when when we saw the film mm-hmm. uh, when i saw the film i wish that i hadn't used plexiglass cheap plexiglass all the way around the hungry heifer because it was all window right 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 and, and back then um uh acrylics when they were uh underneath the sun for any period of time would warp and 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 it always bothered me that the windows were so warped um interesting i'll have to look i never you know it never looked off to me but i'll have to check it out oh there you go you know even on the blu-ray it looks great Um, but 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 trust me when i say there there's only i mean grandma's house uh, or, or uh, Lynn Shay's house in the film was yeah. real and um, that was a real house and that was somewhere else and and there was one real little building that was on the property and it, it used to be the lawnmower shed for the school and okay. they made they made that into the um, that the first, was it a beef place? Yeah, the uh, polar burger. Yeah, the the yeah the, yeah, the, yeah. the coal <laughs> building, right? Yeah, that was uh-huh. that was the, that was the only real building. Absolutely, everything else was made. Um, wow, was just a facade that was uh, that was we were we were only using the buildings as as an interior or or as an anchor for the uh, facades that went all the way around the town. That's fantastic. So well, and here's a little question for you that it might, you know, your listeners might think it's interesting. And I'm, I'm always interested in just this collaboration and with with puppets involved and with the Kyoto brothers. Where is that blending of the construction department, the art department and the, the effects department? Because they've got to cut holes for all the puppets and all the modifications to get animatronic cables and stuff. How 
how did you, yeah, what's that process like working with them on something like this where you're constantly building sets to be, you know, for, for on raised sets and stuff for the puppeteers? Okay, here's the thing. Um, in that case, uh, the, the bank was, uh, or, or the place that had the printing pre- uh-huh. press, uh, that was on a platform because there was, uh, there was action in there. Right. And, uh, but as far as like the church goes, the church right. was a complete platform. It, it was built on a platform. I mean, I mean that's that's kind of the natural thing that you did when you were up <laughs> against such things. Uh, is you you knew when somebody was going to be in a room, and you just started a couple of feet, you know, two to three feet off the ground. Right. Uh, and, and I think the church we we set it like three feet off the ground. Okay. You know, so so that's it's kind of like it's kind of like built into how you do it to how you do things. Um, it, but particularly in that case, I mean, some cases are, 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 you know, like Nightmare on Street 3, for instance. Uh, I'll give you a quick example of it. The, uh, you know, the snake sequence, right? Uh, of course. The, the snake sequence, uh, literally, there was platforms everywhere that had to do with the snake. There was platforms for the snake to crawl up the wall. There was platforms. Mm-hmm. That room was the floor and up the wall. There, uh, so then we moved that room up eight feet high, so that we could put a, a movie crane underneath it, you know, and and okay. put and put her on, um, put Kristen on the top of the crane with the snake around half of her and blast it up through the floor. Wow. So that you get her being trapped by it. Uh, then you have a very small platform with the chair in it that um, Nancy falls back through as she comes into the dream and goes through the chair. So, okay. so it, it, it's, it's, it's built into it. It's primary. I mean, it is the number one reason that you do things the way that you do, uh, was you did it for, uh, for the puppeting, you know, yeah. I, I have stories about like, you know, back when I did Tales from the Tales from the Dark Side, and uh, I had a production designer who had a ten thousand dollar couch on the set, <laughs> and, <laughs> and and of course the skeleton that's sitting on the set had to be puppeted. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> and so they ended up just Swiss cheesing a ten thousand dollar sofa. <laughs> So that's just the way it goes. You know, what are you going to do at the last minute? <laughs> exactly. Well, that's that's funny you say that because that was our experience on Thanksgiving 3, actually, was we built some of the – that one had a much bigger budget. Well, much bigger in terms of, you know, what compared to the first movie, but it, it was like a $100,000 budget for that one. Right. But it was enough for us to build some sets because we wanted a Jim Henson sort of puppet uh, right. sort right. of feel. So we did – we yeah we learned the hard way the the, ra- the building on top of you know a raised set and putting everything three or f- four feet up and then drilling the holes and cutting the holes but we had that exact gag where he's the the turkey is sitting right. on a couch on and the you're couch, right? going through this <laughs> and I was you know on the low budget scale I was the one that was in charge of you know gutting this couch and oh my god the springs and the foam and the yeah pain the in the ass aren't they fluff. it's a huge pain and you think like ah oh, whatever I'll just cut through some cushions and no <laughs> oh yeah cut hey listen cut through a mattress sometime oh my god <laughs> oh I'm sure that yeah I mean, it's 
the old-fashioned mattresses, you know, before they were made out of pure foam, the old-fashioned mattresses, holy shit, trying to get through all that. Uh, and, and the fact is, is that there's a certain point to where you you take out like that. You snap that one wire or uh-huh. that one little piece of steel, and it just bring, it becomes a circle. Goes bring. Yep. Yep. I don't think people a lot of times realize, like, what – hell puppeteers go through you know you're around the just jagged cut fresh cut pieces of wood oh, and oh. wire and metal and uncomfortable and yeah and and also it's the last minute you want to say well the, you could plan for all this and you can't you think you can nope. <laughs> you think you can but, but you can't <laughs> right <laughs> well robert nope. england robert england used to talk about putting on the uh uh, uh it was always the chests of souls Right, mm. uh, um, at the end of Nightmare on Elm Street Four, that uh, that there was always somebody. You know, he'd be halfway through that uh, take, and all of a sudden, be ouch! You know, because yeah, because <laughs> he had you know like gotten his titty caught in a gear, or oh, uh, oh, or there was a or oh there God. was or there was a control <laughs> wire poking through his neck, or oh, yeah. like something. <laughs> you know, it's. it's it's day. You know, we used to say that it's funny because uh, George, uh, uh, George C. Romero is a friend of mine, and and, and we talk about uh, we we want we want to write a book that says, "Hey, it used to be dangerous." <laughs> Because <laughs> sets were dangerous. <laughs> sets were really dangerous because you were doing everything you were doing you had never done before. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. So, uh, wow. Uh, if that kills critters, if you want to talk sometime, I'll go through all the stories of critters. I mean, I'd love to. Yeah, we. I would love to just call you up and talk. I've got so much stuff, you know, that I'm curious about and and. And just admire, you know, everything about it in your work. And and that's what I've had a chance to meet the, the Kyoto brothers and, and Mick Garris. And I always tell them the same thing. It's just like, you know, people need to hopefully understand that, like, you know, something like Critters, a lot of people could dismiss. Maybe sometimes the crew has fun. Sometimes they don't, maybe, but could dismiss it as just some throwaway schlocky thing. But I'm always, like, trying to say, no, it it changed my life, you know, in a weird – it made me – you know, it gave me a passion and, and, and something that I wanted to do for the rest of my life. So those every movie has, you know, there's somebody out there watching and, and listening that it might have a big impact on. This is this is like Kazam. Like, is Kazam one of those movies? Kazam. There's probably somebody out there and you guys should try to track them down. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of mental institutions in the world. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, I wanted to talk about uh, um, your new, your newer, newest film. Is it? Yes, the Headhunter. Uh, the Headhunter is the Headhunter. Yeah, there was yes. yes, that came after the Critters short, and exactly. Yeah, I wanted to talk about the uh, uh, the Headhunter. You don't have a credit for a production designer. I do not, but I was one of the. There was basically two of us that pretty much were the production designers, Kevin and I, who who also I wrote the script with and was a producer and it was really our baby together. Okay. Cause I have to say that the production design of it is meticulous and Thank horrifying. You. And that, <laughs> yeah, the whole thing is beautiful. Really? It, no, it, it's a beautiful you. film. Thank you. It is just, the atmosphere is it, like perfect spot on. Uh, it's just so good. Yeah. What you guys did with, and, and, and this is, 
you know, you had your chance to to nerd out. Okay, it's this is my turn. All right, all right. <laughs> the bucket of blood that you just oh, that yeah. oh wow he yeah. casually he <laughs> casually puts underneath the uh, dripping mm-hmm. blood. The crustiness. <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm sorry. How nerdly is this? How deep am I getting in this? I'm like the the crustiness of that bucket was epic. I, well, I'm so glad you asked about the bucket because I, I, you know, most people, you know, you get asked the the same kind of stuff or you talk about the same kind of things. But I love all the details because we touched every prop in that place so like every little thing had to be sort of thought about and decided on but the bucket story so that was actually because we were filming this movie in portugal out in the countryside where kevin's grandmother lives in this little village and he's his dad is american his mom's portuguese but he would go and visit this village growing up right so that was why we went there because we knew we had this very medieval looking landscape and his hut location the, 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 at least the stone walls and then we modified stuff. But point being, there was a lot of stuff that was just there, like in the basements and cellars of some of the, the houses in this town. So we were having a field day, just, you know, picking through all kinds of old rusted parts. But that bucket was there and it's, it was just the black pail kind of bucket with the little handle. And that thing looked amazing. I mean, I don't, it was just like production designed by you know, uh, by, by just the God villagers of time, 100 by years. By God <laughs> and time, I'm telling you. <laughs> exactly. And it, so, but then one of the processes that we had, you know, used for the low budget sort of effects kind of stuff on things, the Thanks Killing movies, was realizing the power of that great stuff foam that you can buy in the cans oh, of foam. Yeah, absolutely. That's oh absolutely. my gosh. As you would know, like you can do. The basic, all the turkey bodies were mostly built out of that and then spray painted with feathers just jammed into the sides. Right. So it's the easiest thing to put that on chicken wire or something. So we were doing that. I came up with this technique that was basically put, pouring blasting spray foam into a pail of some kind and then um, taking like red uh, spray paint or right. red red blood or food color or something and pouring it into that foam mixture before it hit hard before it hits before it hardens hmm. yeah yeah that's and then I, it, so it eats half of it up yes exactly so you can imagine what it looks like i don't have to imagine <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> i knew exactly how you did that and i was like that is such a good job <laughs> yep, it, it eats up half of it, and then it becomes, you keep swirling and stirring, and it gives you this, you know, veiny-like texture. Well, and then we would use that, and I would just kind of goop it onto the the stumps of some of the heads, and that was just our quick gore job. Right. Uh, and so basically, over the course of doing that, I was just using this pail as that, that mixing cauldron, <laughs> and it created that goopy disgusting after you know weeks of using it it just built up and got worse and worse and i think we had always had an idea for a blood bucket that was catching the the dripping remains and that he would pour that out but this bucket then just became perfect perfect so it was like kind of intentional and kind of accidental it was (laughs) to get that it was it was amazing i i'm not kidding that that was 
that bucket was a production designer's dream. I just, oh, like, awesome. I, I saw you put that in, and I was like, oh my god, that's yeah. that's otherworldly right there. <laughs> it's you know how hard it is to try and get something like that and to modify a brand new prop down to that is oh yeah. it's borderline impossible sometimes you know i uh, i on texas chainsaw massacre i it i had as uh my uh my when i was growing up <laughs> my dad used to go to an auto parts store uh, okay in the 60s right and it was um uh it was disgusting right it was an auto okay. parts store right uh <laughs> right and in this auto parts store was a bathroom that <laughs> when I went in there, I was like, oh, my God. And what what they had done is they had taken pictures of naked women and cut them out and put them solid next to each other until they created the whole room. Wow. Right? Like a wallpaper. Almost, yeah, it was, huh? like a, it was like a wallpaper. Right. It was like a uh, – and the thing is, is – on top of that, nobody ever cleaned anything. So the toilet was like this brown scrudge with this like green <laughs> with this greenish line where the water can constantly ran, right? Okay. <laughs> and this little white streak down the middle where the water was always running and didn't get a chance to uh, ever stick, right? And and and, <laughs> and the greasy hands of people like where they pissed there was like literally a handprint on the wall where the guy would lean. lean <laughs> oh my god! Right, and and the sink was like just disgusting. And I tried to duplicate this effect. <laughs> I tried to duplicate it on Texas Chainsaw Massacre Three Leatherface, uh -huh. and I realized when we got into it that that it was never going to look the same because we just didn't have that much time. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. I didn't. I literally didn't have the manpower to do it and stay, yep. and stay anywhere near my budget because it would have taken it would have taken uh, a group of like four people a couple of weeks to actually make it look like that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so someday I'm going to actually redo that. I'm, I'm someday I'm going to make a, a room that disgusting. <laughs> yeah. It's good to have goals. Well, you know. <laughs> That's great. I did want to point one thing sure. out about the headhunter that I really liked. Uh, I mean, the, just the sound design and uh, the, the foley work. I'm sure there's some foley work, but yeah. I didn't. I don't think I saw a foley credit either. Uh, well, um, it's all the same. It's the sound designer Eric Wegener sound designer, did it yeah. all. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, basically, I mean, it's a virtually silent film. It was. We did have like a. That yeah, was great. That's yeah, go what ahead, I was going to say. Is you ought. I. I don't even think that you needed the words that you had. No. Interesting. No. I yeah. don't think so either. I, 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 I am a, I, I am a visual storyteller, you know? Yeah. A, yeah. And I, I, I kind of search for films that, uh, because, you know, there are a couple of films that have been made that have been, you know, silent that needed to, to not be silent. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, but I think yours could have been done completely silent all the way through. I think it would have worked. Would that work? Would have worked yeah. for sure. But but the sound, there's so much atmosphere, so much atmosphere with the sound. Yeah. 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 No, I mean he had. 
we and we did hear that 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 debate a little bit is like well could you guys actually remove everything and i think there was a part of us because i agree like i'm i'm just much more interested in the visual side of things i think you can you can usually convey the same story beat or the emotion or whatever it is you're trying to do without having to say it um but i think we were probably even even though we were very experimental and sort of you know willing to take risks i think even we were kind of like gosh like you know we might like that kind of stuff but there's there might need to be like just two percent of a little bit of stuff to kind of like help people through that aren't down i'm your audience god damn it i'm your audience just a tiny touch of exposition right it's just me (laughs) and kurt that's it that's all that matters Yeah, I know. Well, you know, it, there are other people out there, yeah. I guess. There and there are plenty of people I'm sure that it's generally too slow for and that kind of stuff. And we didn't want to cater completely to one way or the other, but but yeah, the sound right. design was uh so yeah, we didn't really record much production audio. We did have a mic on the camera to just pick up, you know, some of the sound effects of him like clanking the jars or grinding powders and stuff. That that was actual production audio of those props that he was actually working but most of it it was 90 percent blank canvas for eric to work in which probably yeah. in a weird way because there is a lot of comments on the sound design and not that to take anything away from what eric did uh no matter what he would have to work with but i wonder if you know having the blank canvas is actually it's better to be you know you've got as much production audio as possible or a full blank canvas because then he is creating everything so it feels I guess uniform throughout the whole thing. It doesn't feel like there's some studio altered stuff with some production stuff and this right. stuff, and which right. is it, typical. But it's it's it, it, it's uh, it's purely a soundscape. It, I, yeah. I I, I yeah. got that feeling all the way yeah. through the film that 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 the soundscape was uh, it, it was sort of like the music of the uh, uh, kind of the music of the piece. Uh, was mm-hmm. part of the sound design was part of the audio. Yeah, it was. It was a, that was yeah. that was a thing too. Yeah, that Nick, the composer, um, you know, was asking of me as he was like, "Hey, look, this is virtually a silent film. Like, you know, we need to you, me, and Eric really be on the same page about like who's doing what here. Like, which which because there's plenty of times where the score could be it does have sound elements or it could become sound design. There's times where the sound design could could almost be musical so that was we kind of always were kind of going back and forth on who should be doing what here and what um and then how do they of course mix together but yeah when you've got a silent film it's got to be and you can get away with a little more i think because those sound elements can be a little bit you know maybe the gore can be a tad squishier or they're just a little bit bigger uh, more like yeah. pulpy because yeah. there's oh, yeah. nothing else that they can they can kind of steal the show a little bit. Yeah, they don't yeah. need to be subtle. Um, yeah. yeah, so no, they just a, a great job all the way around. I just love. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank yeah. you. I I, I like how seeing the the creature effects how that has evolved a little bit. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. puppeteering, I should say. Oh yeah, the pup. <laughs> well, yeah, the monster stuff. I mean, that was most of the the monsters in the production design in general was like modified. Um, plastic toys and, and latex masks and just, just stuff that we yeah. would buy on eBay and cut up and then right. do the corpsing <laughs> process. Have you ever done that, Mick, where you shrink wrap the plastic drop cloth and kind of like paint it over and 
Yeah, I'm sure. Dude, <laughs> have I ever? Boy, I'm sure. <laughs> He's probably doing it right now. Corpsing right now, yeah. I, Your arm I, is corpsed. Hey, I, I've got one for you. Uh, Mortal Kombat. Uh-huh. Right? The, yep. uh huh. Right. The the lair, Scorpion's lair. Uh huh. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I I did. I I even choreographed and uh, I did that whole scene, right? Um. And, and uh, what you're looking at when you see the uh, the bears mm-hmm. uh, with the bot with the kings wrapped uh, um, the mummies that were on them. Okay. Uh, they are all, and all sixty of them, they are blow up sex dolls. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow, See? that's hilarious! And they were they inflated underneath then, and then yeah. dressed up and wow. Yeah, yeah, we inflated them, and, and <laughs> what we did is inflated them, uh, put little little wisps of uh, uh, of burnt up uh, clothes on them, and then uh-huh. wrapped them wrapped them in bandages that had been uh, soaked in um, uh, tents and charcoal dust and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There wow, that's wow. that's wow. and that's the magic of all this stuff is you don't need it to be that difficult or expensive and uh, you know that's that in the, and we learned a lot just by watching reading you know tutorials online or just watching behind the scenes features and just and I had been doing uh, since I was a kid I'd been you know the one that was first in line at the Halloween store to buy the prosthetics and the blood right. and stuff that they had and so I was just always in my head was always, you know, trying to be a magician of effects. And I, at one point I thought that might be what I was going to do is just go into special effects makeup. So I was, I was doing a ton of that stuff in college, never to the level of, of being ever considered or something that I would consider myself a professional at it, but just enough that I could understand the, the tricks you could get away with and the process. Exactly. And, and then, Hmm. you know, Combine that with with just, you know, us being as creative as possible and also just going on YouTube and the Internet and and looking for, you know, tutorials and people that have done stuff and then knowing, okay well, we're going to light this with a torch. So if you have like this single light source, that's basically predominantly one color. Oh, yes. By the way. Yes. (laughs) So you learned that from Thanks Killing. You learned to <laughs> no generators. The, no, well, not only that. Yeah, <laughs> why didn't you just use the flames? Right. <laughs> that was. It was funny because on Thanksgiving, the one thing that uh, I was like, uh, "Wow!" I, I thought to myself, "Well, he's going to learn. Uh, uh, he's going to learn not to try and light uh, flames." <laughs> oh <laughs> because, right. Yeah, because uh, you would look at all these people that would be in this one, you know. Just uh, one light, uh-huh. right? Uh, <laughs> and, and there's no flickering or anything like that. And they're they're sitting right next to the fireplace, right? Right. <laughs> so I thought. So the fact that you went from that to this, <laughs> pure, pure fire. Yeah, that's a that's a long ways to go. You did a great job. Oh uh, well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, and that a lot of that credit goes to Kevin, who was the cinematographer, and you know, luckily by now you know 10 years after thanks killing the cameras the sensors on the cameras are sensitive enough to be able to light oh, oh you right know, yeah. something yeah. From you had to blast the torch. hell out of stuff then yeah right um, well, back in my day 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that. I was waiting for that. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, hey, listen, man, uh, you're a blast to talk to. Uh, oh, thank you, guys. I, I think you've done a great job. Uh, I, I, I think that uh, that uh, Thanksgiving killing, uh, there was this kernel of genius in it that yeah, that yeah. Uh, that became uh, what you're doing now uh, and and just such a great job and a great person to talk to too thank you guys and well, a thrilling yeah. and a thrilling story with a with you know your own wait until we get done with uh, uh, <laughs> with that interruption you're gonna love it no I can't yeah, yeah. we're gonna go pure well. cinema on that. <laughs> Why not? Talk about your sound design. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. The pressure. The pressure, right? There you go. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks a lot for for spending time with us. You know, I, I, I was just amazed just through this whole conversation because I'm a huge cinema fan in general. So I, I'm here oh, to good. learn and listen to everybody. So I, the two of you together was really fun to listen to. So. Oh, nice. Well, good. I'm glad. Yeah. I, I love. So I'm going to like this episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. Uh, uh, great job all the way around. And, and uh, I'm, I'm definitely uh, following, following your career. And, and if yes. you need any help, let me know. Will do. Yeah. And uh, yeah, thank all you All of our guys. listeners, get your hands on his, uh, all of his movies. Just start watching yeah. it. There you go. Yeah, well, yep. and we'll we'll do this again next time, and we'll we'll talk more. Oh, can I, can uh, I blood buckets? Can, can I ask yeah. you really? Can I ask you really quick? <laughs> yeah, um, what did you got coming up? We yeah. well, I mean, there's nothing officially, you know, in the books. We're looking at ways that we could, you know, expand the world of Headhunter, which we'd been talking about for, you know, since since we were shooting. We were like sitting there on set and we're like you know there's something more here like you know maybe i don't know what that is uh a little too soon to say kind of what we might be working on there and then there's this other project i have that i'm really obsessed with i love science fiction horror films i don't think there's been enough of that scary sci-fi the way that no the terminator (laughs) was where it's you know oh yeah terrifying that first one in some of those sequences and the fly and the thing and i love that stuff Alien, yeah, exactly. I mean that that kind of stuff I love. So I I have a script that's kind of in that wheelhouse that uh, I'm putting the finishing touches on, and and we'll see. I, I, so I'm not sure what you know set I'll be on in in 2020, but something will happen. Well, let let us know, and maybe we can uh, kind of check back in with you as you're filming. That would be great. I would love that. And yeah, oh, yeah. as soon as anything you know, there's something to talk about. I'll let you guys know. So that's uh, thanks killing in space, right? Yeah, that, <laughs> that yeah. thanks killing yeah. in space is <laughs> maybe one day. Okay, thanks a lot, man. Okay, thank you guys. Talk to okay. you soon. All right, thanks. See you. Thanks for joining us on the Dream Warrior Review Podcast. Don't forget to tell your friends about us, follow us, and, of course, like us. We can be found on Podbean, which is an amazing app, YouTube, Stitcher, Alexa on any pod, iTunes, Google Play, we're on Twitter as well, at DW Review, and, of course, Facebook. You can find us there. 
You can also email us at dreamwarriorreview at gmail.com.